When I decided that 2023 is my reset year, I didn't realize I was signing up for unexpected twists, beautiful surprises, and terrible defeats. But I guess that's where we are. <laughs> This is Justin, and you're listening to So Curious About, a weekly podcast about creativity, marketing, and joyful living. And today, I'm so curious about 10 thoughts on life and inspirational ideas on how to have sustainable joy. So I mentioned this is my reset year, a year to dare to believe that all the good that I can imagine is possible. A year to put myself out there in new and unexpected ways. A year to let down the barriers and allow my dreams to truly flourish. But this has also been a year of slowing down, a year of significant loss, and a year of figuring things out trial by fire. Like 2023 is giving that meme of the dog sitting in the burning room saying it's fine. Dog, that is not fine. It's not fine at all. (laughs) But then when I think about it, that's what growth usually looks like. We like to think that growth will be sweet and easy, beautiful and natural. And it is natural, but growth is gross. It's raggedy. It's ridiculous. And sometimes growth is confusing. It also, of course, is ultimately beautiful ultimately beautiful in elementary school we did that classic hatching butterfly experiment where every person in the class gets a caterpillar i almost said worm is a worm a caterpillar i'm not sure anyway everyone gets a caterpillar and it's like in this little cup with some dirt and some random plant that i assume the caterpillar eats and you wait and eventually they go into their their little chrysalis And you hang out for like a week or two. And if everything goes according to plan, they end up turning into a butterfly and you get to release them in this really cute ceremony as a class. Of course, my butterfly didn't make it. So everyone is laughing and running around behind their butterfly, having the time of their life. And I'm standing there contemplating my mortality. First grade, Justin is like, wait, if the butterfly can die, so can I? Wait, everyone will die one day? (laughs) I feel like that's not what the teacher wanted us to experience. And I wonder if I would have been a different person if that had been a different experience. I feel like that was a little bit of a diversion. But let's dive into 10 thoughts on life. Inspirational ideas for cultivating joy. Number one. This is your life and you are empowered to make change as frequently as you see fit. The only thing standing in the way of what you desire is dedicated effort and a positive mindset. Now, I believe this wholeheartedly. Change is possible for you, for me, for everybody. It just takes time and effort. And you have to believe, like, for real, for real, that it is possible. And the place I think we all get tripped up most frequently, um, and I think this happens for many of us, myself included, is we will limit how far we think we can go because our brains can only imagine what we've seen so far. Or we'll focus on the types of changes that are irrelevant and unnecessary. You can't make yourself taller, short king, uh, but, but you can change your career field. 
You can switch jobs if you want. I cannot immediately be a billionaire, even though having a little bit more money in my savings would be cute. Um, but I can save enough money to take a year off of work and reset. I really did that. I need to make an episode about how I took my year-long sabbatical. I'm going to add that to the list. Number two, it's okay to say how you're really feeling. If someone asks, how are you doing? Take a beat to consider your answer. Now, I'm a happy guy. And so most of the time when I say I'm great, like I really mean it. Your boy is great. But the past few months have been giving I'm okay. And some days it's really giving I'm kind of barely making it. My point here is that we all have these embedded scripts in life where we just say what we're supposed to say. How are you? I'm good. But if you interrupt that pattern, all of a sudden you can make a deeper connection with someone. All of a sudden you can create space where you're a little more real and so are they. So when somebody says, how are you? You might say, "Eh, I'm not okay," And you can actually talk about it. Number three, books are the gateway to new worlds. I try to read every single day. And the value of reading every single day is that you will become a better writer and significantly more likely to impress people with interesting tidbits. Your boy is a reader and is just not personal development and self-help. While I do read a lot of those, especially ones about creativity or marketing or spirituality in all the different forms, But I'm also reading sci-fi and young adult fiction. I'm clutching my pearls while I'm uh, reading a spicy romance novel. And it is genuinely true. I bought uh, these little fake pearls yesterday. So I've been wearing them like every day. You will see them on Instagram stories if you follow me at Justin Made That. And all of this is making me more well-rounded. Reading these books, it exposes me to different belief systems and different cultures and It expands my perception on what is possible in this big, beautiful world. Uh, Reading is fundamental, like for real, for real, for real. Like I cannot tout the benefits and the value of reading regularly. Number four, conflict is healthy. But remember, conflict does not equal having a screaming match. In your relationships, you should be able to confidently say your opinion on things, but also be flexible enough to hear other people and their opinions. This one is hard for me. I grew up feeling like having an argument about something was the worst possible scenario. And this is deep because I was abandoned by my dad. So embedded in that trauma was this idea that if I say the wrong thing, the person that I'm arguing with will just leave me. This is the part where I say out loud, this is why you should go to therapy. So you can get to the heart of your patterns, so you can understand them and hopefully grow through them. And if you can't, at least you can understand your triggers and let people in your life know how to better support you. But back to conflict. And it's interesting, I'm sharing a lot today. I used to be afraid to say what I was really feeling if it was different than the group consensus, or if I thought I might hurt someone's feelings in a one-on-one conversation. But baby, now I'm 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 the difficult conversation king. Like <laughs> I don't want all my intense emotions to be bottled up and come out at the most inopportune time. Now it's like, hey, I noticed and you can fill in the blank with whatever you notice. And that kind of made me feel away. And I wanted to talk to you about it. 
that framework is for when I have a little inclination that something was off, but I need to verify if they were tripping or if it was just in my head. But I've got I've got a few different ways that I'll talk about challenges now. So there's also it hurt my feelings when you said blah, 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 blah. Or it can be even more direct. I know we used to do this, but I've changed. I don't want to do that no more. And it's hard because it's awkward saying what you need or clearly communicating your boundaries. But the more you do it, it does get a little bit easier. Like your self-worth goes up when you have these conversations and it helps you to know who can have what level of access to you based on the way that they respond to the boundaries that you set up. And this isn't a part of what we're talking about today, but worth noting When you set boundaries, it is a consistent practice that you have to do. It's not like, oh, I set this boundary one time and all of a sudden people will will do exactly what I expect them to do for better or for worse. And I would say for your best growth, you have to commit to setting your boundaries and then sticking to them indefinitely. And that means having the same conversation sometimes multiple times before someone can actually hear you. It sucks, but I think that's a part of growth. Number five, time is your most precious gift. You got to use it wisely. And I'm not trying to give you uh, productivity bro advice at all. Like I am not Gary V. His energy is very different from mine. But and that's because time well spent can be sitting with someone you love and just genuinely talking. Time well spent can be focusing on your favorite hobby or working out or playing a sport or doing a little meditation. I've been trying to meditate lately. And when I tell you, it is so hard for me to sit down and be still. But like, I know that if I do it, I feel better in the long run. So I'm trying to do it more frequently. Time well spent can be sleeping in on Saturday morning because you deserve go off sleeping beauty. But the key here is that we we all only have a limited amount of time. So you really have to think about it. Where am I spending my time and does it make me feel in alignment? And it's simple. Some things you have to do to support the lifestyle you want to lead. Like me, I hate cleaning, but I'm not paying a maid to come come through here. So it's up to me to spend the time cleaning because I like the way living in a clean house feels. I hate going to the doctor like I actually really hate going to the doctor, but I'm scheduling those appointments and showing up because I want to make sure I know what's going on inside my body and feel as easeful as I can as I continue to age. And I don't always feel like reading or writing or illustrating. And now, granted, reading, writing and illustrating are my favorite activities. That's the way that I want to spend the majority of my time. But but sometimes I don't want to make a weekly email. Sometimes I don't feel like planning out a podcast episode or making new content for Instagram, but I do it. I show up even on the days and the weeks that I don't really feel like it because I'm committed to being a professional creative. But then on the opposite end of the spectrum, I'm not mad at all to spend a full Saturday and just lay across the couch and catch up on my TV shows or listen to music without doing anything at all. Those two activities, for me, they bring me back to life. You know, like your cell phone's plugged in the wall and you're still playing on it. So it's taking forever to charge. I feel like that's how many people spend their relaxation time. But for me, 
sometimes sitting there and literally doing nothing that that feels like when you when you plug your your phone into the wall and you put in airplane mode and it's just like it recharges that much more quickly because you've decided not to be productive in that moment in time number six you got to exercise a few times a week um honestly you need to exercise as frequently as possible because it 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 will have the biggest long-term impact on your life and this has nothing to do with losing weight or trying to look hot i i feel like a lot of uh, wellness culture is tied to uh, people's bodies needing to look a specific way. And I, I just don't I don't I don't feel that way at all. I don't I don't think it really matters. Honestly, I think all bodies are beautiful. I think we as um, people in media especially have to celebrate the fact that humans come in all these different um, shapes and sizes. But exercise is important for everybody and it it really does make you happier and healthier for me it's a win if i get outside for a 20 minute walk um committing to something small and getting moving is the first place you start and it's it's the place you build on and i'll be honest i don't really love working out but the endorphins working out gives me make me feel so good so energized and refreshed Like sweating and being out of breath is a gift because at least for me, it's a reminder that I can do hard things. I can push myself and my limits and I can grow. It's annoying to have to take extra showers and I have those smelly clothes everywhere. Y'all, I love smelling good. My nose is sensitive. Um, My nose is sensitive, like very, very sensitive. But having some rank workout clothes in the corner is worth it. If it's making my heart stronger, if if it's making me a little more limber as I get older, if it can help me not feel winded after walking up three flights of stairs with groceries. Ooh, number seven dovetails on that. You got to eat those vegetables every single day. And this seems obvious, but real talk, I know way too many people that avoid their green vegetables. So. Eat the salad or make some broccoli. They basically go with every meal. And then your body will be like, yes, I needed that. Thank you, boo. I told you I wanted fries, but high key, the greens are giving. (laughs) I feel like that's what my body be saying for real. And don't get me wrong. Eat the fries, too. I'm not even bad at that. I eat the fries. Uh, I haven't been eating fast food recently, but... One thing I'm going to do is keep some fries in the freezer because sometimes that's the energy the day is giving. I need a little dip dip. I need a little crunch crunch. Uh, but I also am going to eat these green vegetables. I'm going to have my, my serving of broccoli uh, and a little bit of kale also. So I've liked vegetables my whole life, but I've not been a salad fan. In my head, food should be hot. That's random, and uh, obviously, I like a cool piece of fruit. But, like, I don't want that gazpacho. Like, give me tomato soup. But I started eating way more greens when I would make a salad with some warm vegetables. And it's it's delicious, and I end up getting twice the amount of vegetables. And this is kind of weird, but, like, basically, I'm using, like, you know, your dark leafy greens that are cold, but then I'm pairing with that something hot. So it might be cooked carrots or um, cooked uh, cauliflower or cooked broccoli. And it, it ends up tasting incredible. It makes me feel full and I'm getting twice the veggies. So it's like, it's a, a win, win, win. 
And then I started sneaking in dark leafy greens into my smoothies. And this is this is a game changer because it really tastes exactly the same, but you're able to add a little bit more nutrients into your diet. And the thing that I, I find really intriguing about vegetables in general, and especially my desire to continue to implement them more in my life, is that by having them regularly, I have changed, right? Like, I crave them now all the time. I went on vacation recently to New Orleans, and you already know the food in New Orleans is top tier. Like, I live in Austin, and Austin is also a food city, but, like, in New Orleans, you'll go to a hole in the wall, and you'll get the best burger you've had in your entire life. So, I'm in New Orleans eating. Like, I've got a fried shrimp po' boy. I got some cochon de lait. Uh, that's my favorite breakfast, y'all. Some eggs and some pork and some hollandaise sauce. Like, whoo! I, I, I'm i like, it's taking everything in me not to stop recording and like book a flight because I want some cochon de lait right now. I'm sure that I can get it in Austin, but like it's better in New Orleans. Um, So, I mean, fried catfish, uh, you know, I'm from the South. So if I'm if I'm if I have the chance to get some catfish, I'm going to get that, too. But by day three, I was feeling heavy and gross and I needed veggies. So I went to this cute farm to table situation with some friends and I'm eating this beet salad like it's a gift from God. And then they had these crunchy heirloom tomatoes and I don't even like tomatoes like that. But I don't know if it was just so fresh because they got it that day from the farm or because my body was desperate for whatever you have in tomatoes. I was getting my whole life during this meal like veggies are it. Ten of ten would recommend. <laughs> Number eight, always be impeccable with your word. If you say you're going to do something, you have to follow through. That goes for the promises you make to other people because you want to be trustworthy. Uh, but this also goes for the promises you make to yourself. And I genuinely stand behind this sentiment. This can lead to some kind of awkward experiences because it also means that I'm slow to commit to some things. Like people will ask me to help them with something. I'll be like, I don't think I have the bandwidth right now. I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> what? <laughs> but then when I say I'm going to do something, I also will follow all the way through. I'm going to be at your birthday party with an outfit that's on theme, and I will be there all the way engaged because I said I'm doing this thing. Now, I want to really sit in the idea of keeping promises to yourself, though, because I feel like this is an area where I think more people have challenges um, in the same way that I don't take it lightly. The promises I make to other people, I don't take it lightly. The promises I make to myself, if I say I'm going to launch a new podcast by such and such a date, I do the things that are necessary to hit the goal. And honestly, on the promises I make to myself, sometimes I be late like it. It, it takes longer than you expect it to do something or it's harder than you anticipate it. But I commit to completing it. I commit to following through. I do the thing because I said that I was going to do the thing. And the goal there is to only commit to things where you really want to show all the way up. And it's OK. Sometimes you're going to estimate the amount of time it would take uh, to get there. But the thing is, you know that when you make a promise to yourself, you 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 will follow through. And I used to struggle with this. 
And if, if you do too, this is the best advice I can give you. Make super small promises to yourself first. I will cook dinner twice this week. And then follow through. Like actually follow through. Cook the two meals that week. Get that quick win. And then as you get more confident in your abilities, you start to trust yourself more. You can start to set bigger and bigger tasks for yourself. And as long as you continue to fulfill those goals, your confidence will continue to grow and it will encourage you to aim for even bigger things. Number nine, if being perfect stops you from completing projects, stop trying to be perfect. As a recovering perfectionist, it's hard to ship something when I know it's not perfect. But I'm learning that my 80% is pretty damn spectacular in comparison to choosing not to finish. This has been both liberating and also very challenging if I'm 100% honest. When I put something out in the world, I want it to be meaningful. I want it to be useful. I want it to have the power to change hearts and minds. And often I would conflate perfection with something being good. But there's such a vast difference between the two. Something can connect with someone and not be perfect. Think about those early those early viral videos. Uh, the video quality was terrible. Sometimes the audio was trash, but the story connected with you. Okay, a dramatic reenactment. <clears throat> Charlie bit my finger. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, that was a terrible impression. But let me tell you, when I saw the Charlie bit my finger video, it had me laughing my ass off. Like I was sending it to everyone I had ever known because it sparked a little bit of joy in me. <laughs> and that's the point right there. It's better to share it than not to share it. It's better to show up than not to show up. It's better to try than not to try. Because it's easy to like say you're going to do something and not do it or make the thing and not share it or or believe that it's not good enough. But it actually is the harder thing to show up, share it and get the feedback you need to become better at the thing. Number 10, some days you will need a nap, a cry or event session to reset. You do not have to be strong all the time. And you don't have to be productive all the time. Listen to your brain, your body, and most importantly, your heart. And choose to respond accordingly. If I'm honest, I mean, I mentioned this at the top of the show. The last few months have been challenging for me. I've experienced some of my greatest highs and some of my most terrible lows. But I'm beginning to realize that it's okay if everything doesn't always go according to plan. It's okay if things don't always work out. It's okay if things actually go terribly wrong because I am here and I'm bigger than any challenge, any circumstance, any health issue, any relationship. You just have to let it be. And then you have to have the capacity to zoom out on the situation and know that this is a moment in a long, beautiful life, just a single moment in a long, beautiful life. If I can survive this, I can probably survive anything. Wow. Okay, that's it. 10 thoughts on life, inspirational ideas for cultivating sustainable joy. I'm thankful yet again to have the opportunity to spend a little time with you, and I'm looking forward to chatting soon. You're pretty cool people. Okay, bye, friend. <laughs>